0: Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Expert on Your Life, a workbook is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Expert on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Expert on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Dr. Nancy Wiley, who is a board-certified orthodontist by trade in South Florida. Nancy was inspired to write her book, Divine Trust, a practical guide to end your suffering and find your way home from the aftermath of the school tragedy in Parkland, Florida. Through the loss of one of her own patients and one of her staff's sisters, as well as the sorrow of so many around her, she felt this book would be a path to healing for many. Welcome to Lifeology.
1: Oh, hi, James. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me on.
0: It is my pleasure. You are in South Florida. You are currently um, maybe 15 miles away from where I used to live in West Palm Beach. So it is a pleasure to meet. I'm now South Floridian, Floridian, and so it's nice to meet you as well.
1: <laughs> oh, so great to be here. I know in our our weather, beautiful sunshine yes, and hot today. <laughs> yes, it
0: is very hot today. Yes, it is. Now, you have done a lot of things. So you are a board certified orthodontist, like I said, and so you made a shift and now you're more a spiritual guide, etc. What was mm-hmm. it that happened for you that really made you have that shift to say, I want to take my science background and shift it into more spiritual because I know you marry those two. But what happened for you that really made that change?
1: Um, So let's see if I can do this uh, pretty or fairly concisely. Um, As an orthodontist, I like grew my left brain. I, I was in school until I was 32. I have six advanced degrees, three from Columbia University, but when I was 16, my mom saw I was too intense and she took me to learn Transcendental Meditation just to keep me, you know, get rid of some of my stress and she just could see I was so intense. And I also got books like right around 1617 to help broaden my mind. When was Dr. Joseph Murphy, um, the power of su- the subconscious mind?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, um, autobiography of a yogi when i was about 20 some friends gave it to me i'll never forget and these like helped to like wow what is going on and still you know the science kept growing but i was also simultaneously developing my right side of my brain or what i call my consciousness mm-hmm. and it turns out that um from autobiography of a yogi i could see like the human potential was way beyond what we were being shown and i was like if this is true then where, you know, I I was very, you know, finding myself, I was only in my 20s and then 30s. And I started to learn more and more and more and study more and more. So I went on to this brainwave entrainment type of meditation called Holosync. And Hmm. still like, I didn't really have great, yeah, it's supposed to be like 20 years or 50 years of meditation within a few months. And I I didn't get a lot out of it sure maybe this is why it's you
0: know
1: and so then i found my favorite teacher her name is jenna molly which i highly recommend if you could ever Mm. study with her she's the most fantastic she would guide us through meditation and through her meditation i started studying with her in 2008 so i've been studying with her since and um pretty much on a regular with group mentoring like there's six of us in her her most recent group mentoring so i studied with her for years and i became like a ardent follower and from mm-hmm. her her type of meditation she would give us months we would take like one concept love or gratitude and my personal favorite was trust So she would have us meditate on trust and trust seemed to take whatever was going on. Like if I was in the regular human condition where, you know, mm you are scattered, you're suffering, and it would just do something like this. It would just bring my energy right back in and... Commune me right with source energy. So I literally wow. si- I literally see and come from every day right now from the face of God. I see it, I know it, I live mm, it. I get beautiful. up every morning devoting, um, surrendering to this energy. And I let it work through my eyes, my mouth, my whole body energy field, my hands and walk on the planet as this mm. energy. I'm not the only one. Everyone can do this, everyone sure, has guess. it in them. But we have to make the decision. So I decided that I wanted to become enlightened within this, this lifetime. So here I am working as an orthodontist, um, traveling down this left brain path, um, doing as much as I could to be the best I could be. And I'm working in Parkland, Florida. And well, really it's Coral Springs was my office, but it's a mile and a half from Marjorie Stoneman mm-hmm. Douglas, which is mm-hmm. one of my main feeder schools. So my mom had just passed away five days before. So the Friday, I went to her funeral. Wednesday, I'm working in my office, and it was the afternoon of Wednesday, February 14, 2018. And a mom standing next to me in my open clinic exclaimed, there's an active shooter at Douglas. And within seconds, we heard sirens and helicopters and parents jumped into their cars to go get their, you know, get their teams and they created gridlock and they had to abandon all, there were like 30 cars abandoned along Mm, the side of the road as they got out and walked. And when the dust was settled the next morning, like five in the morning, my office manager called and said, we lost a patient and one of our staff lost her sister. Mm. And that was just the beginning because the whole community was suffering. Like it took about six weeks before anyone even came into the office. I mean, some adults that weren't affected, but I had one adult patient who's a psychotherapist or he was a psychologist. And he said, you watch, they're going to start committing suicide. And I did not get the connection. So um, sure enough, it it started happening survivor's guilt and then severe anxiety. And that's when I'm like, um, five days after the shooting, I went deep into my my communion with Source and asked, why did this happen? I trust you. I know that there's no hair ever out of place, so why? And it gave me answers. And mm. that is what the book is about and how to to live with this and trust that it's, it's not what our human mind thinks. Now, tell that to a mom who just lost. Of right? course. I oh, I
0: totally get it, Nancy. I get it.
1: But as the rest of us, what what is it that we can do about it? And that's the whole thing is coming to this communion with trusting the source. And I no longer suffer no matter what happens. Mm. So that's it in about a nutshell.
0: Mm-hmm. In every situation we're in, there's somebody some give you some, a somebody block or a stepping stone. And with the tragedy that happened, you use it as, and I say this with complete respect to everyone that went through that or lost someone, but you use that as a stepping stone for yourself to change yourself, to morph into uh, this, the person that is here today who wants to create this, this, this massive shift in the human consciousness. When you talk about the source, uh, can you identify that for us? Cause many people have different versions of that, but to make it as broad as possible. So people listening can understand that. What, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you identify that?
1: So source is the energy that hosts all things. It could be, it, it's whatever name I don't like when you come from that, you don't have to put a label on it, mm-hmm. but it's what, you know, people will call God. Although there's so many stigmas associated to the word God,
0: unfortunately, source yeah.
1: energy, the universe, it's an energy that's hosts all things and it's alive and it's aware and it wants us to know it. It's just so special. And I would never have thought my left brain, my left scientist brain, although, you know, this is what Einstein was trying to prove on his deathbed. He was trying to prove mathematically that a unified field existed, which is another name for God. And I see that. And that is the all-powerful position an all-powerful force that's each one of us. And we don't really realize. Very few people realize it.
0: And that one reason why I really want you on my show is because I, I like your your methodology and what you teach. Is people who know me well know that I have a very strong faith in God. So for me, I call the source my God. And so I always tell people how you start your day is indicative of how your day goes. And so I always start my day, I'm sure like you as well, in in prayer and meditation. And so that's every morning. If I have to get up a certain time and get up really early before that, because that's I need to dedicate that time. And and that's just what I do. Everybody can do something different. And but I know for me that if I don't do that, if I don't spend that time. It's so interesting to see how my day is different uh, mm-hmm. because when I start my, my day with prayer and meditation and my devotion, it's, it's something where I start my day with peace. I start my day with calmness. I start my day with joy. I start my day with such hope and such excitement. And, you know, throughout the day, you know, I still make that be part of my practice, but, it, but it is interesting that if I like, oh, I'm, I need to sleep in late and I don't do it. It's really hard because life can just feel really hard. You don't have that. So I agree with you that everyone has access to the source to God, whatever you want to say. And it is something that if it's not a part of your life, you see how your life doesn't feel as complete in a lot of ways. Yeah,
1: it is so nourishing, my relationship and and everybody has the potential Mm -hmm. to, to have the same thing I do. It's nourishing. It feeds your soul. And, you know, right now, so many things are at our all time high, all time suicide, suicides, alcoholism, um, divorce rates, drug addiction. Um, drug overdoses, but also yoga, people studying yoga, mm-hmm. people studying meditation, all time high right now. Why? Yeah. We all have within us this calling in our heart or that is our purpose on being on the planet. Part, part of our purpose. I think we all have individual like yours is to be out here getting the message. Mine now is to get this message out and, and it can change for us depending so, on yeah. where we are in our life experiences. But, um, yeah, you were going to say, go
0: ahead. You, know, I was just going to say, I and I appreciate you saying that, because I always think of like my show is kind of like the assembly line of hope or the assembly line of something. So an oh. assembly line, every people do different things. So I'm in the very front, I could think, very first part of the assembly line to how people say, huh? Maybe, maybe there's a little way, different way to look at this. And so, if I can look at my situation a little bit differently, then what else could I look differently? And so that is how I was envision my show and my ability to to talk to many people is that first part, just to give people hope. And then people like you can spread the message, can you know, can do all that as well. So it is interesting how each one of us are integral in that concept, in that humanist. The, the humanity aspect of how we can all help each other overall. But I wanted to transition into your book, Divine Trust, A Practical Guide to End Your Suffering and Find Your Way Home. Tell me more about this book.
1: So the book was written, I mean, there's an interesting, a really pretty cool story right behind that. So I'm going to tell it as quickly as I can. I was, you know, working in the clinic, had this um, experience of, Mm -hmm the tragedy and i realized five days later going into uh, meditation that i no longer suffered and i thought i could help people bringing it out so my back it's just so weird the same month well january my back started bothering me and it got so bad i couldn't ignore it and if it wasn't for this i would still be there working as an honest So it pushed me out. I found out I had 17 bulging discs, four herniations Mm, and like severe pain and all that bending over patients was really making it worse and making me suffer with pain. So I left. I made a decision to leave. Four days after leaving, I said, God, I don't know what my next assignment is. Please tell me. And four days later, I started a spiritual retreat. And I got the first day of this spiritual retreat. Well, you embody trust. You should bring a, write a book about trust. And I'm like, I'm a scientist. Writing's my weakest yeah. point. Second day, <laughs> we've been working with you your whole life to embody trust. This <laughs> is your mission. That. Third day, nothing. But I still trust it. Fourth day, oh my God. You're going to write a book on trust. Here's the chapters. Get up and write these chapters down. And I did. And that was the how it came to be. It was like I would never have thought it. <laughs> I would never have thought I'd sure. be here doing this yeah. right now. Not a million years. Not at all.
0: It's so inter- yeah. It's so interesting because when you get that divine download or whatever you want to call it this this ex- mm-hmm. this uh, extemp- extemporaneous type of writing. So extemporaneous means it happens all of a sudden. And so to mm-hmm. have that 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 insight and that gift to do that, you know, there, there's also a. A window of that creative space, and we're all given gifts. And if we don't, if we don't use that window, then all of a sudden, that excitement, that joy, that fervor starts to wane because it's a gift that we've been given. And so, with that window, if we don't take advantage of that—not advantage like we're taking taking advantage of it—but if we don't. Um, really utilize that time, then unfortunately, that starts to wane and that gift, unfortunately, is given to someone else. And so it's always important to know that when we do have that window, we do have that um, that gift or that like, oh my God, I need to do this now. You do need to do it now because if you don't, unfortunately, that gift that you've been given to help as many people as possible or help yourself, whatever, of course, is going to be given to someone else. And so it's so important. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad you were able to to use that even though you're like, I don't know how to do this, but you did it. And that is such <laughs> a gift that you're giving us today as we as we talk more about this book.
1: Yes. Yes. It's so, it's so true. It's, um, I call it inspired action. And once you get into your consciousness enough and you commune with, with being in the present moment, you know how powerful that is. You get inspired action. And if you don't act on it, you, you become restless. So I always say, um, if it stays if it if i have it once and i'm like maybe resisting it if it comes back i'm going to act on it so it does come back it doesn't always leave. Like you have a one second window and you either jump or you don't. I mean, it can be that way, but I had it over and over again. Like I was
0: fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: I was shown this years ago and I denied it. I had like, who am I? I'm just a little orthodontist. Go go find something out, you know, someone else. I think you have the wrong person here, but it kept coming back and getting stronger and more sure. And I became more certain and that certainty that knowing that is a sign right there, being certain. Yeah.
0: You talk a lot about trust. Help me understand more. What does that mean? Because we, we yeah. conceptually know what that means, but what does it mean right. like divine trust? What is that?
1: So I looked up in Webster's and I, I'm going to start here because it's a really great place to start with it. It's the um, strong belief in the reliability, strength, or truth of a thing. In this case, God. Now, it implies that you're stepping out in faith without any proof. And I think at first I did, I used the faith of my teacher, Jed Molly to show me, hold her light. And then once I, you know, had my light on, it was like, you know, I was on my own <laughs> train track, a, a barrel and down this yeah. road of enlightenment. And, um, So I think at first it implies you have to have faith, but once you get to the level where I'm talking to, it's, it's certainty. You see that there is actually an energy that wants us to see it. That's alive and aware of us. That's taking care of us. It's benevolent. It's, it's behind everything and it's always there. And it's in all things. It's in me, it's in you, it's in Animate and inanimate things. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. And it's all knowing and all powerful. But it is us too. Each one of us has that ability to know that. And then in my master class, I teach this. I teach us to open up to all that we can be because This is what I'm being shown. I'm being shown that the planet is in this transition of humanity becoming way more powerful than we've ever been before. And it's in goodness. It's not in brute strength like Putin or, you know, you know, someone like that. It's 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 a goodness. It's a wholeness. It's a loveliness, a commonality. So a where our mind works into separation, labeling, finding what's lacking, missing, wrong, um, judgment, um, condemning. It's the opposite of that. It's a unifying, loving, coming from wholeness. What's, what's, what's common to us all. And it's a unifying type of energy that's just exquisite, beautiful and nourishing. Who doesn't want that? And who doesn't need that right now with all of these things going on in our outer world? And I seem to be shown that it is our time to to up level where we're coming from, to change, shift our perspective. And we need strong people, courageous people like you and me to get out there and to show people there's a different way of being than we we have been being all this time.
0: Yes. I always think of it as to just to let people know that there's always hope. Regardless of how difficult our life is, regardless of how overwhelming our day might be or life circumstances may be, there's always hope. There's always hope that that there's there's a purpose and a plan for each one of our lives. I always tell people our every event in our life is like a jigsaw puzzle piece. When We've all done jigsaw puzzles before. We know what where the border is. That Those are easy. Like, oh, that makes sense. But what if you pull out a jigsaw p- puzzle piece, you look at it and like, I have no idea where that goes. That doesn't even look like it's part of this puzzle. But when you take those pieces, and you link it together, that's perspective. And so in that perspective, in the moment, if you isolate any life event like that jigsaw puzzle piece, it doesn't make any sense. But you link the next one and the next one, next one, all of a sudden that's the perspective. Like, ah, this is where this goes. Ah, now it makes sense. And so that's one thing I think it's important for all of us to realize that regardless of where life, where we are in life, we find that perspective. We find that hope. We find that trust. I may not understand what's going on. I don't understand why the shootings happen. I don't understand. And I, and I, I just don't. But I do know, like for you, out of that can come something. Once again, that's not minimizing anyone's struggle, pain, loneliness, heartache, whatever that might be. But it is good to know that. When life links together, there is something on the other side. So in the moment we can we can take it as get stuck in that moment, which there's an appropriate time of grief, which just makes perfect sense. And then after that time of grief happens, what do we do with the information or what do we do with with what our options are now?
1: Exactly. You said that you said that so perfectly. I agree you. with you a hundred percent of the time, you know, a hundred percent of what you just said.
0: Well, the other thing I always like to think, we were talking about the trust as well is, you know, in, in my book, I talk about this too. Like, um, faith and fear ask us to do the same thing. They ask us to believe in something that has not yet happened. And so if we willingly choose to listen to fear, well, that's a choice. So logically using that left brain, why would I logically listen to fear and say, Oh, let me, let me get myself a worked up. Let me give myself an ulcer. Let me give myself whatever versus the faith that says, yeah. What if this does come true? You know, so like little cartoons and I was a little oh boy, the little devil, the little angel on each side. They, they whisper to you, you know, which one do you listen to? It's so the same concept when it comes to trust as well as humanity is making the shift is we have the opportunity to focus on the hope, the joy, the peace, the, 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 um, the gratitude, or we can focus on the suffering, the loss, et cetera. So once again, it's, it's every moment is an opportunity for us to determine on which side of the, of the coin, I suppose that we listen to.
1: Oh, my gosh. So it was through my own personal suffering. I I had a daughter who was special needs and I blamed myself for it. I had Mm. um, yeah, growing up. I see that I had a brother who was severely debilitated. You know, it was never really said what was wrong with him, but he was in a vegetative state. And me, my my siblings all tried to um, deny that past deny it, ignore it. And we almost have amnesia about it. And then when I had my daughter, I'm like, you know what? I think it's a sign that I did not, I did not look into this. I did not accept Mm. it. So when you don't accept something that happens and you deny it, you fight it, what happens? It comes back until you can look at it. So anything that happens, if you look at it and you love it for what it is, no matter how bad or heinous you think it is, Mm. stay with it. Bring your your consciousness to it and you start to see it either blossom or dissolve. If it's something that's really beneficial and beautiful, it's gonna blossom like a rose. And if it's something that is negative, that your mind labeled negative, it will dissolve into nothingness and be, it'll dissipate. That is the power of this divine trust. It takes anything everything's acceptable bring it into the light bring your light to it and if you're seeing it and your mind's labeling it as bad stay with it bring bring your stand for love your light into it and it dissipates it's just the most exquisite beautiful power that we could ever have so anything that is a suffering moment is dissolved into beauty and everything becomes an opportunity and everything's perfect. And then suddenly there's nothing wrong, right? There's yeah, nothing exactly. ever wrong or out of order. It's all perfect. This is the power that, that I'm talking about. You're talking about, and this is so evident right now on the planet. Like, what are we going to, what, what are we going to stand for? <laughs> are we going to stand for all yeah. of this, this, All the things that our mind's labeling as wrong, or are we going to stand for what we're talking about here? This goodness, this exquisite nature, this trust, this beauty, and accept everything and all, and it just makes everything perfect and
0: whole. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, our time is up. Nancy, we could talk for hours. You and I were (laughs) like, "Ah." (laughs) if my viewers and listeners want to learn more about you and to learn all about this trust that you're talking about in your book, Divine Trust, A Practical Guide to End Your Suffering and Find Your Way Home, where will they find all this information online?
1: Well, they can go to trustthedivine.com and there's so many things there. They can buy the book there. Everything's there. I'm having a masterclass that teaches the divinity within all of us and how you can achieve the state easily. So trustthedivine.com is the place.
0: Wonderful. My viewers and listeners also know that if you're find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmiller.lifeology.com, and I'll link you with all of Nancy, Dr. Nancy Wiley's information. Once again, the name of the book is Divine Trust, A Practical Guide to End Your Suffering and Find Your Way Home. Thank you so much, Nancy. It was such a thank pleasure you. meeting you.
1: Thank you. Same here, James. Have a great day.
0: I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap